Has Alberta lost its mojo to host big international events? So we've withdrawn our application now to host the 2030 Commonwealth Games that would have been jointly staged in Edmonton uh, and Calgary. So is this a sign of the fact that we just keep shying away from big opportunities here in our province and in our city? Uh, Our guest has written about this for the Edmonton Journal. He's a columnist for the Edmonton Journal, Keith Gerine. Keith, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? No problem. I'm doing I'm doing great, Chelsea. So the Commonwealth Games bid is not the only withdrawn application that we've seen before. This feels like a bit of a pattern. So this follows a couple of other withdrawn applications for other events as well, doesn't it? Yeah, there's uh there's a, I had to kind of search my memory banks for this, but yeah, it sort of felt like there's been quite a few of late. Um and so yeah, we we had a bid for the 22 uh Commonwealth Games we pulled out of that. Calgary of course pulled out of the 2026 20, Winter Olympics. Uh Expo 2017 was another one we pulled out of. Um and then someone a reader mentioned this recently. I'd forgotten about this one apparently the 2015 University Games. Uh, that one that bit didn't didn't go anywhere either. Uh, so yeah, it just it just kind of feels like there's there's a little bit of a pattern being established here. Um, not sure why that is. It's uh, it's not something that we did in the past. I think we had a nice string in the 70s, 80s, and 90s of hosting some big events, but uh, of late, it's been a tougher sell. So when you write about have we lost our mojo? Do you think we we lack the courage to try to host one of these events? Do you think that it's just we're realizing that we don't have the capacity? to do it? Are we afraid of the economic implications? What do you think is causing us to shy away from them? Well, I think it's a combination of all of those things. And we're not alone. I mean, these these big games right now are, are difficult to stage. They become large spectacles, very expensive, very complex. And so you're seeing less and less competition around the world to host big events. Uh, and so I think everyone's kind of grappling with the, strain, the same problems. But, you know, my my approach to this is, well, why are we even exploring a bid in the first place? That seems to be the the odd part about this is that we put together a bid committee, we build some momentum, we try to build some public support, and then we pull out before a final decision is made. Uh, and so that's a bit of a, a bit of a strange thing. Um, and I think part of it comes down to just kind of a, a lack of um, getting together, a lack of alignment, a lack of strategy at the start of this. Do we really want to go after this? Is the public really behind it? Is the government really behind it? We know it's probably going to cost a lot of money to stage. So we need to get all those pieces in place at the start before we kind of go down the road and then recoil at the cost when it's sort of, you know, 10 miles down the road. That's the part that's odd to me is that we've launched these things, but then don't follow through. Yeah. And I think by not prioritizing them, if you want to boil it down to that, I mean, we're losing out on a lot of money and a lot of opportunity, aren't we? For sure. And I mean, I think that's that's the big thing about the these games or any kind of large international sporting event is, the, is there is a cost to it. And the costs have skyrocketed in recent years. Security costs in particular have, have really gone through the roof. Uh, there's this, you know, kind of chronic stink of uh, corruption around these large sporting federations that you have to deal with. And that adds to the costs and leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. But the flip side of that cost is that there are some benefits. And I, sometimes we're, we're not very good about remembering that or selling that to the public. 
There, are, there is, of course, the infrastructure that comes with it if you build a new stadium or new facilities. But there's also kind of the, you know, the softer uh, legacies that come from this. You build a human infrastructure, people who know how to put on these big events, mm-hmm. and then you can you can land them more easily and stage them more easily down the road. Uh, and then just, you know, the benefits that come with having playing host to the world, where you bring in international dignitaries and media and athletes, and you show off your show off your province and your city, and you you get to expose everyone to the province's economy and build some international connections. Now, those kinds of benefits, they're harder to measure, but they, they, they do have some, some effect. Uh, so, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good reasons to host this, and we just have to understand that there is an upfront cost. Uh, so it, there is, there is a, we sometimes forget the second part of that. Yeah, and I think remembering too, Keith, that these, and you, you write about this in your article, these aren't just events that we pay a lot of money for that exist only for, you know, a week or two weeks. The lasting impact that I think this can have on a community and on our memories and, you know, the, the long-term impacts are something that maybe we're not considering well enough. Yeah, and I mean, I look at the 1978 games. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't very old when that was that was happening, but we're still living and benefiting from the infrastructure that came from that Commonwealth Stadium, most notably, gotten a lot of mileage out of it uh, over the last 45 years. It's still, I think, the country's largest outdoor sports venue. Um, and you know it's not just the football team it's you know the gray cups it's uh the concerts uh you know taylor swift ever decided to come and play edmonton again that's probably where she would play um right so i mean that's the most obvious one but you know our lrt system in part was developed uh for those games the the kinsman center was in part developed for those games and we used those facilities to land other big events down the road uh including the university games in 83 and the, the world track and field championships in 2001 so success kind of builds on itself but a cert- at a certain point these facilities get old and you need to kind of move on to the next thing mm. Well, Keith, thank you so much for sharing your perspective this afternoon. I really appreciate it. No problem, Chelsea. Take care. Yeah, you too. Take care. That's Keith Duran, columnist for the Edmonton Journal, uh, and wrote an opinion piece about this, and it's called, Has Alberta Lost Its Mojo to Host Big International Events? So this coming after we've just withdrawn another bid to now host, -host, co-host the Commonwealth Games for 2030.